Welcome, guys. Another fun episode here. We're really excited to have Ryan DePaulo on. Everyone's talking about him because he is having the week of his life, um, crushing the WSOP with a bracelet already, another couple deep runs after that. Welcome, Ryan. Thank you so much for being Thanks here. Thanks for having me on. I'm glad to be here because of this. I don't know. You know, whatever. I'm likely to be whatever. You know what I'm saying? This is amazing. I'm like, I, I, I'm all over the place. I'm going to try to choose my words calm and carefully this episode and be like podcast ready. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to ask you what your day is like since you had to drive to a Whole Foods parking lot to win your bracelet. I'm assuming you don't live in New Jersey. Um, where do you live and what do you do to play these events? Yeah. So I, I live in Manhattan, which is like two, I, I'm, I'm two and a half miles from New Jersey. So like, you know, theoretically I could just run a cord there and just play here, but that's not, we don't live in a science fiction movie, but anyway, so I've been like piecing together days of the worst possible situations to play. in. like, I played on my phone by plan a couple of times in the car, which is even ghetto or it's horrible. <laughs> it's like, it's not even, I couldn't even get great vlog footage because the, the camera I brought is like, can't zoom in on the phone. It was just so horrible. Um, then a couple of days were not as bad. I played like, I stayed in Hoboken for one night with my girlfriend, but um, I, I'm like releasing a vlog of that night before the win, but like I was, it thought I was in New York. So I got booted off their Wi-Fi a couple of times. Then I played a couple of nights at my girlfriend's brother's house and I busted one of the events, like reading her niece's a bedtime story, literally with my laptop on my lap. All, all have been horrible settings. And then, so actually the car was probably the best setting I had played up until that point, honestly, because the Wi-Fi was more stable than it had been. And I was, there weren't like children crawling on me and I was like alone and focused, but it's, it's insane. And then, so now I'm going to a hotel, like the last couple of uh, caches or whatever. I was like in a friend's Airbnb, then a hotel, not tonight and tomorrow, actual hotel. I'm going to try to stream the day we're recording this. Why don't you move to New Jersey? If you, I mean, New York's so expensive anyways. Like, yeah, yeah. We're out as soon as like, cause my girlfriend can walk to work or whatever here and she's oh. a nurse and in school. And before very recently I was still working um, on Broadway in a theater. And so, you know, oh, but it's yeah. so messed up. Hmm? You're an actor? No, you- no, I, I worked. I mean, I, I am an actor, sort of. I went to the fame, like the movie Famous about my high school. Like I went for oh. acting. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Uh, I should have been. No, I am a big deal. No, what, I'm joking. I don't know. <laughs> but um, like, anyway, I'm not. Oh God, what is these answers? I got to do the podcast ready. Concise words. Okay, hold on. <laughs> I worked in a box office on Broadway. It's a union job. It was like, um, it's a good job, but you know, like my dad's like a Brooklyn union guy. And so it's like, I stood on the forefather, stood on the shoulders of my union thug ancestors basically, and had a good job, but I haven't not needed to work there until very recently, like maybe six months ago, YouTube money and sponsorship, like working with America's card room and stuff has been enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't even can think of poker money in that. Um, I try not to, because I don't know if I ever wanted to plan on being partially pro at all, because it just looked like a unhappy life um, it, on its own, you know, but that. So yeah, Marley and I to... talk about that a lot, that uh, basically happiness in poker, if, if poker is the only thing that you're doing, you kind of become a little bit boring. If you're, if you're good, if you're studying a lot and you're trying to be the best you can be, you're probably going to be pretty boring in the rest of your life because you have to focus so much and you have to do so much just like sitting by yourself and going through sims and stuff. But I think like 
we've figured it out that we are pretty happy um, doing other stuff too. And I feel like you, I don't know, you have like another aspect. Your win has like a really cool aspect to it. Whereas like so many people were sweating with you and so many of your fans were like so excited to see you win. And if you were just some boring dude who sits in your house and studies all day, like, yeah, you win your bracelet and it feels good, I'm sure. But you actually had just like such a cooler, like overall experience based on the fact that you do so many other things and like you aren't just a poker player. Yeah, no, it's cool. I, I, I also, uh, so I didn't answer the last question that we are moving to Jersey as soon as this lease is up though, by the way. But yeah, I always thought that like, um, it, it's only recently that I'm meeting more people in the poker world that I see that there are many more happy versions of like a professional poker life where like what you guys are doing or what I, you know, what I'm doing on the side or even, even just like having a stable, like I don't know nearly enough poker, have nearly enough capital to ever do that, but something where you're at least helping other people's lives or creating something in some way, instead of only playing a zero sum game for, you know, like for yourself, not that that's like evil or not, I'm not judging it. Just that I couldn't only do that out for myself. And you could just look around like any casual person sees footage like my family who know nothing of poker see the footage of the poker rooms, shots that I shouldn't be taking and got banned from Borgata for taking, but whatever, panning shots of the (laughs) sea of like Borgata scum. They're just like, wow, everybody looks miserable, you know? And then I'll like look around the table and be like, how many dudes have wedding rings on? And it's like, not that many, you know, like, I don't know. But then that said, you know, there's like, that said, it's the funnest stuff ever. And also I've lived the dream to answer what you said or respond to what you said that it's crazy. Like a year ago, I thought that was it. Like, I'm just like an amateur dude. Who's like, likes, loves poker. I shouldn't say likes. I love poker. Who's like tried to get involved in it. And then I parlayed like finishing third in the classes last year. I've like, um, hired a coach, but I, I don't even want to call it hired because he was a friend that we built a relationship. And then now, um, Rob Kuhn, you know, busting balls, who's like leader of the leaderboard. Crushing, yeah. He, yeah. And he's, he's happily for me using me as a pawn in his upcoming uh, poker coaching site where he wants to be like, look, I made Ryan DePaulo better too. Mm-hmm. And so he's been coaching me lately too. But anyway, I don't know what's the dream. Like, I don't, whatever, I don't, whatever. <laughs> so, I mean, you're just, you're doing so much right now, right? Your, your YouTube channel is growing. Your stream is growing. Your poker game is going. What are you most like doing? Like, wh- where's your focus really? Well, I, I most like making video, like, like YouTube videos, I would say. Yeah. Although I, I don't, as you probably can relate, the amount of work they take is, is more than, um, it's not more than worth it. Cause it's been amazing. Like all, all of this stuff is basically from that. And it's the most fulfilling to like, like do any planning of any jokes or creating anything. Um, mm. but in practice, even though I aspire to spend most time doing that, I've been playing so much poker lately. And I think it's been a little out of whack. Like, like I'd like to be more in the pie chart of what I do is more videos and a little bit less poker, but you know, it's, it's working out so far this summer. So whatever. Yeah, that's what happens when you start winning, when you start <laughs> oh man, like yeah, we're ball. losing. <laughs> yeah, or losing. And then I'm like doing the spin to get in on America's card room, which is like little slot machines. And then <laughs> and then my shark scope looks like I'm way worse than I am for America's card room. So I like deactivated it because I've spun into so many events that I'm drawing dead in the field to begin with, like a slot machine. You know, there's many sides to the DJ coin, but it worked, you know. Everything just works out if you just overfire. I actually don't want to put this message out there, but, but everything works out. I just blast over your head, guys. But I mean, you yeah. mean, like you you do play casino games and stuff. So how does that fit into the picture? 
Yeah, it's like, so like the character, I guess, or whatever, the channel is Degenerate Gambler. And it's not, it's like, if I were really degenerate, I probably couldn't sustain it. Like I joke that it'd be like having a channel like Ryan DePaulo crack addict or something where it's like, I probably would, <laughs> on, would only have one video up in the channel if I were to be a crack addict. So I, like after a couple of videos, I was like, yo, I got to not be just totally punting all the time. But let's be real. I mean, the EV of playing all these, I played in a car and I was getting booted off the Wi-Fi every hour. Like I'm not that responsible. I'm mm -hmm. trying to be somewhat responsible, but I still got the degen in me ish. I don't know. Yeah. I think we all have a little bit of degen. I, I, I wanted to tell you that you're, I was watching some of your older videos and your style from the get go reminds me a lot of uh, Gus Johnson. Do you know him? Uh, I don't. He's a YouTuber. You should look at. He just does comedy videos, but he's hilarious. Oh, of course. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Oh, yeah, I do. Sure, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you know, he's just very in the. You remind me of him because you know you you don't get preoccupied with like the you know little things, and you just do funny things, and you just film them, whatever, however they come out, and then that's it. And you get such great response because it is so much more about I think the quality of the content, not so much about the production and you know other things that people focus on you know what i mean yeah yeah no thanks he's a great compare i appreciate that he's he's the man he's funny yeah I don't... yeah for sure um yeah i mean uh wait i there's a i would i would i wanted to ask you guys do you um what the hell was i gonna ask how's your how's your uh jamie how's your world series going real quick sorry to just like hijack this interview and be like yo let me flip it's it on you two right now Dude, listen to me. It's your interview. I uh it's nice to hear from someone who's winning because I'm in a <laughs> group where we just we study a lot. Like the I'm I'm taking poker way more seriously than I have in the past. Um and everyone is sad. Like we're going through and we're like, has anyone have a sweat? We like all will put in the chat, you know, it'll say uh red zone. That's when anyone's like a couple tables in and we all go sweat the person and it has been fucking crickets. There's nothing going on. So I feel like the people I talk to right now are just doing poorly and I'm not doing great. And I'm like, man, it's nice. Like I don't, I want you to hijack the interview and like be happy and, and let me know what it feels like to actually win something. Cause I feel like I haven't won something in 500 years. Um, so yeah, world series is not going great. I'm actually skipping today to go pick up a puppy at a shelter. That's Aww. where I've, that's how far I've gotten down this. Like, I'm like, uh, I need to do something in my life that will like make me happy. And so now I'm just going to adopt a bunch of animals until the pain goes away. Yo, that's great. Hopefully you don't, don't do cats because I heard you could get that disease. that will make you crazy. Right. Or whatever. But Marley um, has that. Yeah. She now just collects a bunch of cats. <laughs> Marley has <laughs> that. Uh, uh, but so that's great. That's what we were talking about. Like the balance. You're like, yo, too much poker. It's like, uh, yeah. eat, like I gotta go get, I gotta go get some animals. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it is, like, go do something else. I, yeah. I get it. But it's a turbo. Now's the chance. No, I'm joking. I don't know. No, I, I I'm gonna, no, I would be so tilted. Days off are good. Days off are good. I really think that's, like, part. I've been in this for so long, and that is one thing I'm finally able to do. I used to love poker too much to take the day off, and I'd have that FOMO. Like, I know later I'll probably watch the coverage and be like, man, this could have been the one where I run really good, and I play really good, and I, like, final table this one. So what? There's a tournament tomorrow. There's a tournament the next day. Like go have a life and just like let poker fit into your life instead of the other way around where you're like, there's a turbo, the day's canceled. That dog can sit at a shelter another day. I'm not doing that. I'm, yeah. yeah. I, say, I say that like, um, I, I say what you say to myself all the time. Like I want <laughs> to build my life that way. And then I often don't. I'm just like, like my girlfriend's like, wait, what you're playing? 
again every night. I'm like, no, it's a special stuff. Like she, she literally, <laughs> I cry wolf so much that she didn't really even understand that it was a world series until, until recently because they're so often that unintentionally I'm like, no, no, it's just really big of that. I got to play. It's Corona for like two months. I'm like losing. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, no, it's quarantine. I have now's the time. It's late right now. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to ask you about your relationship with Jeff Boski. You guys are like BFFs. How did that come to be? Um, through America's card room. Uh, well, when I was new, I was just like spamming comments on every poker vlog and being like, Oh, yo, yo, pay attention. Like, you know, look at me basically. Huh? Not mine. Well, uh, uh, (laughs) I think I was already past the spam point at that point, perhaps. Or I was very, I was very, um, jealous of your fast success at the time. Like the first time I I watched one of your videos, I was like, Oh, she's funny, man. I wanted to like, hate. Like, you know what I mean? I was like, oh, it's actually a good video. Damn it. I wanted to, not, not really, but you know, like, uh, but I, I don't really get like that a lot. I, I don't know what, what, uh, maybe, maybe I'm anti-woman deep down in my disgusting sick soul or something, perhaps. <laughs> maybe I am just, uh, you were the, the funny one too or something. And I was like, yo, I want to be the funny one. What the hell is this stuff? I don't got to worry about the Polk. He's not as funny as he thinks. This is no sweat. And then there's like Marley on the block. Anyway, so, uh, but so Jeff, I met through when America's card room, I started working with them. I had been spamming his thing a lot and we talked a little and I was like, yo, people are talking about all this morality stuff about ACR. What are your thoughts? How did you come to working with them? And then it was like, yo, if they have enough, I would do anything. I'm joking. He did not say that. He said, he said, he said uh, all these, re- whatever. And then we talked and then I went to Costa Rica and then he's so much different than his, than his like, um public persona or whatever that you wouldn't expect how sweet he was to me my first time in Costa Rica. He was so like nice and helpful, but we're very different people. It's funny that we're friends. You yeah. gotta ask Boski if we, if he and I have a beef because I don't think we have a beef because oh, I didn't know him. I didn't know him. Um, he, someone tweeted something to him and I was like, that's weird. Did that get deleted? Cause I, di- I can't see it. And I look at the tweet and I go to his profile and it says I'm blocked. And I was like, I don't know who you are. This is like two years ago. I was like, I don't know who this dude is, but he just like blocked me. I never talked to him. And then recently someone was posting things about dogs. So of course I go into that thread and I try to see, and I'm unblocked and I'm like, I'm so confused. <laughs> like, I don't know if we had a beef I didn't know about. Cause that has happened before where I'll say something on Twitter and not realize someone's just like F this girl blocked. Right. And I find out later this person's like super offended, but he seems like not an offendable person. So I want to know. No, he, he, he bans people. It's like sort of an argument we have. Like he was a mod on my Twitch channel and he was just like banning people. I was like, I banned him for banning people on my channel. <laughs> and he's like, oh, you want to create this toxic environment? I was like, I, not really. But like, um, yo, I'll, I'll find out. I, I don't know what he is. I'm, a lot of beefs now. I'm like, I think we bonded somehow over like dogs because he's a big dog person. I'm not sure mm. if there was a beef. It started and ended without my knowledge. <laughs> your dog, your dog love got you out of the doghouse. Ha ha. Yeah. But no, he, he, uh, <laughs> what was I going to say? He was hitting me up with some other beef going on mm-hmm. now that he's having. And I was like, yo, just like, like be easy. Like, like chill for, but I don't know. It's funny when people have fights with themselves and you don't know. Also you're the Twitter poker personality of 2019. Doesn't he know <laughs> what, how is he going to be out of the loop so much to block you? That would have to be some serious beef to have to go that far. Twitter is funny like that though, because I I don't know. Pretty Twitter much is cancer, is, but Twitter is cancer. But dude, I uh, I just can't. You own it. I can't put it away. I can't I, put it away. Cancer. The fucking YouTube comments and the Twitch chat is like yes. just the black plague because it's like I I get why like 
Jeff is might be a little bit like jaded from just like being on YouTube for so long and just having to deal like with these fucking trolls. And like, I don't read my YouTube comments really. And my last video I posted for some reason has like almost all positive comments and like 90% up. I usually get a solid like 40% down, but like this last one was good. So I read those, but I, I just can't, I can't because it's, it's just bad for the soul. The, well, I, I was surprised you still read them. Like, I just don't read them. So I'm like, I would rather consume some other content. Like, I would rather watch your vlog, Ryan, than read a comment about mine. And then it's bad, though, because then every once in a while in between the bullshit, there's going to be some constructive criticism that I kind of want to hear. But thankfully, Marley reads the comments and she's like, hey, someone said we say like way too much. I'm like, shit, we do. Um, random things that you can do to help is in there and marley's like the filter i'm like i just don't even go in there i think youtube comments are a cesspool i think people are at their like peak meanest because they're anonymous and yeah. i just don't get it i'm like i don't watch youtube videos of people i hate because why would you do that and spend your like precious time on that but some people do and they just tell you that you suck every time yeah, yeah. so uh, i'm sure i okay so let me rephrase this i despise like identity politics always starting an argument but i know for sure that we probably all have different experiences because mm -hmm. i believe you guys identify as female right <laughs> yes I don't, I don't really ask that i would have i i'm i uh <laughs> I, I just assume and then if i offend i'm sorry but anyway <laughs> for sure you guys have a different experience um, because being women in the poker world or whatever, just being women at all. I like my girlfriend and I had this discussion where she would be like, I'm editing my vlog and she's like, take that shot out. I don't look good. And I was like, what are you talking about? That's so selfish of you. And then she's like, you, that's selfish of you. You don't understand. Look at all the comments. They're like half about my body or something irrelevant to what's going on in the, in the vlog or scene. And I'm like, oh damn. And then even thinking about it more, like I was making jokes about Vanessa Kate on my stream recently, like being like, oh, she's the most trash like Twitch streamer. But I was just like talking shit like I would anyone basically. And then, and then I, I messaged her, I was like, yo, just so you know, I'm like talking shit. And she's like, yeah, well, be careful. You know, it's a little harder to be a uh, female in the poker world. And I was like, yeah. But um, yeah, no, I think that you, I've gotten way less hate than I ever expected. And I think, uh, when, you know, I'm, beginning my transition so I can play ladies events. And I think that if and when I become female, finally, um, I'm going to get as much hate as you guys. Cause I really think that's obviously a big part of it, or it's like a different, yeah. wouldn't that be sick though? Like I want to do that one day. Maybe, maybe if I really wanted to be a dick, I, 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 I've debated, I'm nowhere near this level of trying to be an ass, but, um, like being like, you know what, if, if like, if WSOP somehow screwed me on some decision or something, right. I'd be like, I'm going to, do a lawsuit. I'm going to say I'm transgender and try to enter a ladies event and pay one tenth of the male entry and see if they make a thing of it. And let's go, let's go to court. Even though I hate SJWs, I'd be like, let's get everyone on board. Yo, let's go. But luckily none of that needs that. Anyway, where, where am I going? I'm sorry. Sean Deeb kind of, Sean Deeb tried to do that before they made the 10k, 1k buy and he dressed oh, really? up like a woman and played. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know this um, was done already. And what did you would regret him? it so much? Cause I like, I think in theory people are like, yeah, I'm going to like, this isn't fair and I'm going to play this thing or whatever. And then you sit down and you realize you're going to bust someone's grandma in like the one live tournament she plays all year and you're going to feel like a piece of shit. Yeah, no, I don't actually want to play. This is just, <laughs> this is a backup plan to like get a lawsuit against WSOP for just personal gain and to just be a dick. <laughs> no, no, no part of it is to like be like, oh, it's unfair. Like it's what I, I don't care. Like, you know what I mean? It should be as it is. Like, like it's to almost like reflect back. Um, 
I don't know. I mean, I have mixed feelings about the ladies events and I, I think the, the one thing that I think is good about them is that it's like a really soft entry for women who are new to poker and it gives them this kind of safe uh, space to kind of play if they're new. And that, that's why I think it's good. But besides that, like, I think it's a little bit insulting to like assume that we need to compete against yeah, segregated player pools and stuff. Um, and even like the female player of the year and all those kind of things, I think is a, a touch insulting and like silly, but like, I don't think it's awful. So I don't, I don't mind it only because, uh, for a few reasons, but one of them is that it's only one tournament. So people can just like get over it. There's like a thousand tournaments you could play that year. Um, the other thing though, is that if you're a guy, you will experience what the women are experiencing for one day. Almost every time you play poker, you go sit at a table and it's mostly dudes who are going to relate to you pretty well. And you're going to feel comfortable. You don't feel people like looking at you and, and being like, oh, that person's really different. So it's just giving like a woman the chance to feel like that, where you're just like, okay, the the thing about me here isn't that I'm female, like everyone is. So like, let's talk about other stuff for like, you know, yeah, I yeah. don't think it's that big of a deal. What do you guys think of the, con- you think for sure, like, I wonder what percentage of our experiences with comments are different because of that. Like, uh, you know, like, well, the, the motivation I can speak for myself to say that the motivation for my first vlog was that throughout my poker career, like everyone always said like, Oh, she sucks dicks for stakes or she does this, she does that. And so I was just like, Oh, I'm going to like lean into that and just make fun of it because like, that's what everyone assumes. And there are a lot of girls, frankly, who do do that, but obviously. What, <laughs> what are you talking about? Like, what, what are you talking, like, there's times when I'm just like, what are you talking about? When you were like, women are so much more emotional and whatever, and just the just sweeping generalizations where what? I know I've been in poker for like five times as long, and I might know one or two women that are like, doing that and then there's a ton more that get accused of it where they're just dating the guy that they like but they're like oh you're dating that guy because he gives you these nightstand buy-ins and it's like come on i don't i think the majority i'm not i'm not saying most people do i'm saying some people do i'm saying some people do i'm sure some people do and there's also like guys that will date a woman because she has money i think that's like the vast minority of people though like who actually will do that agreed and and (laughs) agreed but like i i think i'd be remiss if i said that it doesn't happen right yeah it's more more genuine of a discussion if you acknowledge that sometimes it is happening maybe not as much as like we think i don't know i don't know i have no idea but i would i would suck dick for steaks if i enjoyed it honestly like (laughs) if i if i could if i could (laughs) you gotta get good at it too that's the thing that you're just not thinking about that like if you're not very good at it even if you enjoy it like you're just gonna have to be recreational it takes a while to go pro yeah (laughs) I pirated uh, the. Oh, never mind. I was gonna say I pirated the, the the. This is such a stretch of a joke that's not even worth repeating. But I pirated the the dick sucking pile solver, and it gave me bootleg Sims as revenge. You know that's what happens if you pirate pile that it gives you busted Sims slightly, and you'll never really? know if you're just being taught horrible stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's such a good warning, even if it's not true. And I've always been afraid Spread of that. that. Yeah. When, when I punted <laughs> stuff, like I've always been afraid of it. Not that I pirated it, uh, but uh, but but. That's amazing. We interrupt this podcast with an important message from our sponsors at Run It Once. Run It Once Poker is happy to announce that weekly leaderboards are back. From now until July 26th, we're hosting seven leaderboards broken down by stake in which the top three grinders of each stake will win massive cash rewards. 
And if you don't make it into the top three, don't worry. We've also added an extra leaderboard booster that every single player is eligible for. All players will earn an extra cash prize based on their weekly leaderboard points. The more points you earn, the higher your reward. For full details, head on over to once.run slash leadboost. And, as always, if you're looking to improve your poker game, be sure to check out Run It Once Training, where membership gives you access to the largest library of high-quality poker training content on the web, with over 5,000 videos from a stable of some of the biggest names in the industry, including Run It Once founder Phil Gelfond. Sign up now through once.run learn, and you'll get free access to three of their elite-level videos. And now, let's get back to the pod. Yo, 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 yo. So wait, so do you think that we, like, like, what are women? What are men? What is this? What's going on? No, I mean, I was just saying, like, you know, I think that women do have it tougher, for sure, uh, in the comments and otherwise, myself included. And that was a big motivation for myself in my early blogs. And, and some people didn't understand that, but whatever. But, um, but, you know, the problem is I think that I also think that we have a net positive advantage in poker. So we get invited to games. People want to play with us. You know, if given the opportunity to buy action of a winning female or a winning guy, people will often choose the, the woman because, you know, a lot of guys would rather deal with a woman, right? So, like, there's a lot of positives to being a woman in poker as well. And that's why even Jamie, like, I, I feel like I need to say these things because, like, I don't want to sit here and just be like, we're the victim, we're the victim, we're the victim. Oh, we have it so hard because that's not really true. We get yeah, You generalize a lot, though. And this is where, like, I want you to realize that you're generalizing. You're yeah. a very pretty young female poker player. And when you say women in poker, I think you're thinking of, like, you because that's your experience. But there, when we talk about women in poker, I'm like, 98% of women in poker are different than you. And so there are women who get all of the shitty parts, which is like extra criticism, called a bunch of gendered crappy names or called a bitch when they like raise people, whatever, all the bad stuff, but without the opportunities and without the like, oh, a guy trying to stake you because he thinks you're cute, things like that. So I just think like, that's the one time when I just want to like step in on like the generalizations where it's like, you really just have your one life experience. It's like, LOL. Sample I, I know, I know a lot of female poker players. It's, you know, mm-hmm. not, I know, I know yeah. dozens and dozens of female poker players, not just myself, but, but I agree. Like, you know, there are, there are women who get the short end of the stick with the positives and they still get all the negatives. Yeah. Um, but going back to what you said, Ryan, I think, um, you know, I think that it just inherently, whenever you're in the public eye in any space, as a woman, you're going to be criticized for how you look. So that's kind of the most annoying. It's like, no matter what, even if I feel like we should do an experiment where we just make a vlog together, where we just say horrible shit. We offend every person and just say terrible things and our viewpoints are awful. The comments will still be like, Jamie's a little bit fat or like, Oh my God, Marley's skin looks, you know, like it won't even be about like, wow, they said we should just nuke the planet or whatever. It'll still be about our looks. I I was just watching like ready for the podcast to be torn apart. Like you guys, um, like battling, like, uh, (laughs) we battle. Yeah. No, but it's good to battle once in a while. And it's good. Like, I don't think people get stuff like all this. 
Yeah. And like, it's hard to see things from another perspective when you're living your poker life and you see things one way or the other or whatever. Um, I'm probably wrong about like thinking not that many people are trading sex for buy-ins, right? I'm like, I have my own little bubble where I'm like, come on, like everybody's acting respectively. And there's not anything wrong with that. I'm like, I think sex work is fine. So I'm not even judging that. I just think that like thinking it's more prevalent than it really is, is like bad for women in poker. Cause then a woman will be at a 10 K final table and people will be like, she probably sucked dick for this buy-in when like most likely not. Yeah. I guess a better route to, sorry, go ahead, Marlon. No, no, no. And go. Yeah. Like in, in mm-hmm. anything, I think when there's like over generalization, I think it's bad to like overcorrect though, would be the only thing I'd say is that it's like not acknowledging that something happens a little bit in, in because it's, it's a bad thing for people to be exaggerating is more harmful than good. You know what I mean? It's like, um, like you can battle it by other ways that take longer time than well, who, whatever. Like, like <laughs> honestly, I would like who, I don't think any guy, if they like could enjoy or even just not mind sucking a dick might do it some percentage, the same percentage of guys would do it as girls. Right. Um, so whatever percentage that is two, five, I don't know. Uh, so, you know, I would dabble again. I, I might, um, well, I don't, whatever. This well, is why you have a million fans. This is why. Because you're just like, listen, fans, I would like, dabble, all right? I'm not saying I'm going to do it for a living, but I would dabble if I had to. Yeah. <laughs> to get me going. You know what I mean? I don't want to play micro stakes, like just to get started. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, getting back to your YouTube comments and your fans, you have like a rabid fan base. I heard you with Jeff Platt. Like that made me excited. Like uh, last week, that yeah. yeah, it was super cool to to see. And all I f- almost felt bad. I was like watching his stream while being deep in the um thirty two hundred the other night, and everyone being like, "What what's up with RDP? What is he in a hand? Is he in a hand?" I was like, "Guys, I'll tell them." Like I felt like 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 a little like, Hee. but but uh, it's awesome. <laughs> I think people. Well, I don't really have a theory. I was gonna say I was gonna be like, "Oh, I think people connect with me because of this or this," but I, I don't really know the answer other than that uh maybe in the fuck what i'm gonna say but fuck i'll tell you what i think because i i wasn't like i don't consume a ton of poker content anymore just because my it all sucks it all sucks and my life would just be so like one-dimensional if i played poker commentated poker studied poker and then i'm like i have a free hour let's watch poker vlogs like kill Um, myself right mm -hmm. so i didn't consume a ton i just like watch a little of your stuff but getting to know you right now, like you are very funny in that like you are constantly judging the things as you're saying them. I could see the regret washing over your face as you're saying the thing, but you still say it. Like you have a new fan. I think that's so funny. And like so many people try to put on this like fake bullshit facade to try to get people to like them. Um, And I don't think you do that. And so I think that makes you like accessible to most people that they find it funny that they're like, oh yeah, I know this feeling where I'm about to say this awful thing. And it's like, oh, it's out there. <laughs> well, I was going to ask you, so you said most content sucks. Why does it suck? What do you think is missing from most poker content? Um, well, I think it sucks if you're able to play poker, right? Like like I'm friends with like Brad Owen and, and he helped me. Well, not friends. We know each other and texted it like Andrew Nemi or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I think that the big value, even Jeff Boski, he's, he's legit my friend. They're like just like acquaintances who have been very helpful to me whenever. Uh, is that the big value in those I think is like living vicariously through someone for people who aren't able to play a lot. Honestly, mm-hmm. I don't think that a lot of people watch it. Like you said, Jamie, it's, you are always about poker. You're not going to use your free time. You're less likely to. 
um, to watch poker vlogs. So I think that it's a different point of view uh, for us or for me or people who are able to play than like somebody who's married and has kids and doesn't have time to go play a live tournament that they get to sweat like Jeff Boski going, living in Vegas, going to the win and mm-hmm. playing this event, you know? And so in that way, I think it's unfair for me to say it sucks, but it, the thought experiment of like Phil Ivey sitting there watching a cash game hand recap of a one, two is funny. Like I, like there's no value in entertainment in that for somebody who's actually able to play. There's, there's value in that for people who are not, it's like, you know, yeah. Yeah. And you're pretty accessible in the fact that like you were working a job last year and you're like a normal person. Um, as far as like on paper, like, hey, I made my money. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I have to add this caveat here. Uh, no, but you were doing some normal stuff, you know? And like for a lot of people, um, they won't relate to me as much. I'm like, I've been trying to make it in poker in different ways for like so long that I don't have that like connection to real the real world as much anymore. I used to. Um, so if, like you are living the dream for a lot of people. Like someone's in a job where they're like, yeah, I do it for money. I don't really like love doing this. I'm starting to play a little bit of poker and they get to watch you just like crush it in a year. Like last year you crushed it. That, that final table is huge. That's like a massive score. And they get to see that and then see you live it and you don't hide anything. So you're actually like very emotional on all your stuff. And like you screaming, I'm a God in the whole foods parking lot at six in the morning and people's being like, like what the hell is this guy doing? Like, that's awesome for people to see. And I think the more polished people who are like going after these sponsorships are a lot stuffier and they don't actually show you like their heart on their sleeve the way that you do. I think but, that like yours is more compelling for that reason. Thanks. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I think that there there should, just if I'm like stepping back and looking at poker as a whole, not that that's my goal or anything, is that there should be, it's good for the game if there's more characters, but either way, my favorite like clip of any poker hand is Tony G just screaming in the guy's face. Like, you know, it's just like so rude. It's such a dick. And it's just like, <laughs> ah! like, like, is this how you play? How you cool with King Jack? Don't don't cheat for don't don't give him any applause. He doesn't deserve any applause. Like it's I, I like I love the the like passion. The, the flip side of that is that like you know a Sunday when I lose way more than I should for my bankroll and then like slam my calculator on the floor. And my girlfriend's like, "What the fuck are you doing? Play lower." Like she even knows it. She doesn't know anything. She calls clubs clover sometimes still, and she's like, "Yo, <laughs> chill out. You're playing. You're firing your head <laughs> if you care that much." That's great. Um, what was I gonna say? Oh, so what, what do you do for study? Do you, you know, do you, besides using your pirated uh, Pio? <laughs> um, I have uh, people, well, m- many people as, I think many people in the poker world, as you get to know more people, have people you can like bounce things off or review stuff. But like with coach, with like this dude, Chris, who's a friend of mine or now Rob, uh, you know, go through tournaments I played online, a hand review or, or fans of my Twitch who are actually good. I've had to, you know, chat pros who are actually chat pros who just like appear once and then disappear and then email me. And they're like, yo, you're totally punting here or whatever. Uh, you know, talking with people I think is probably, um, besides running Sims, which I only do once in a while. Like I don't study nearly as much as I just choose to click buttons that I'm not entitled to click. You know, it's like, yeah. Um, so what else, what are, what's your plans coming up and apply every event? Yeah, I'm going to try to, but well, in part because I'm fifth on the leaderboard right now and 
it's it's fun it's the world it feels like the world series now this week like like with i mean it's easy for me to say i want a fucking bracelet but uh, <laughs> i think that e- even before then like the poker world like coming around like jeff platt stream like you know mm-hmm. and and you know watching the final tables being streamed or whatever and then my story and then the old guy winning and then even joe mckeon people know casual fans know him mm-hmm. you know so it feels more connected now or whatever um yeah we've been really lucky with the deep runs like it's such a good thing for poker when name personalities go deep or win and we've had so much of that and it's it's so great i mean that's pretty rare in the real live events usually it's just kind of randoms yeah 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 it's nice new personalities coming out too though that's something that's i'm like happy you exist which i mean maybe maybe i shouldn't say that because i didn't say it to other guests It's okay. I'm happy all our guests exist. No, but I'm happy you exist in this space because we have, it's been like talked about ad nauseum how like the old poker pros, like the old school pros are just famous forever, regardless of what they've turned into and what they do now. Um, It's just because they're on TV at the right time. And we've been saying that new characters are needed so much in this space. And a lot of the new people are very respectable people. Like I, I respect all the guys that are crushing hundred K buy-ins and stuff, but we don't have like the new school, like crazy guy. And I feel like you're going to fill that role very nicely, (laughs) like a Tony G or like someone who's capable of creating like a television moment that goes viral. That's like hilarious instead of obnoxious. Like, I feel like you toe that line really well with like, being funny enough to be able to say some out of line shit instead of some people who blow up are just hateful. And I'm like, we don't need that. I don't want to watch people like berating some guy in his face and making him cry on TV, but like having a little bit of excitement and a little bit of out of line celebration is a good thing. I think. Yeah, I, I I agree. Like in the big picture, and I hope I hope I told the line. Well, that's a big compliment. Also telling me you're glad I exist is I'm very flattered. Thank you. (laughs) Um, Um, one, uh, we can wrap it up here in a few minutes, but I just wanted to ask you, how did poker come into your life in the first place? I don't even know. So you just played casually and then decided I'm going to make a vlog? Uh, yeah, well, I didn't even start out as a poker vlog. I was just like, I, I was one, I always knew that like I could like do any job as long as I had something creative on the side, similar to how we were talking about doing poker and having something else going on the side earlier in the show that I was like, okay, I can work in the box office in this great job that I'm very lucky to have, but I also want to be doing something on the side. So I started making YouTube videos, throwing stuff up and sawing, sawing, seeing what stuck. And then I realized there's this whole world of gambling content. And then I realized there's this whole world of poker content, both of which I was doing anyway. So I was like, okay, let me make videos about this for now. Um, and then it was sort of like, okay, if I'm going to be doing this little bit more let me suck less and less as i am going to be playing more and more they just went hand in hand but it was yeah i was a casual poker player and i still like i said i'm reluctant to even call myself professional even though stats say haters want to say i'm pro but uh (laughs) i uh i don't even remember what the fuck i was saying No, it's nice when everything goes like hand in hand because Marley and I have talked about this a lot that once you start feeling like sometimes the passion of actually just playing poker kind of dies a little bit or it necessarily has to like you're a psychopath. You can just study every day and love it every day for like 15 years. Some people can, but very rarely. But then you'll find something else related to poker where you're like, I want to crush this one thing. And getting better at poker will help me with this. Like for me, it's commentary. For Marley, it was like streaming and blogging and stuff. For you, like the, every deep run you make 
makes your content better. So if you study poker and have more deep runs, you'll be screaming at the top of your lungs in more Whole Foods parking lots and your like your content will be better. So does that factor in at all that you're like, you don't want to call yourself a pro poker player, but really like, do you feel inspired to study more now that, you know, you can just make a lot of cool shit off of a big run? Yeah, for sure. Even this, like I have this thing, like this Borgata trophy. That mm-hmm. is so cool to have that. Like it was only $8,000 a score, but I won this trophy and it's so sick. Even once they banned me, I had this trophy that happily uh-huh. displayed. Uh, <laughs> but I like, as I was winning that, I was thinking like, yo, this is so good for the channel. Like I was thinking more about the channel than the win in the moment then. And even though that was like a lot of money for me then and the trophy was awesome. I was like, yo, this is so exciting. So for sure, I think about that. But what's funny about the parking lot win is that I was just doing it. As I said before, I was just doing it. And then the morning I Googled myself, it was like, DePaulo wins bracelet in parking lot. I was like, oh, that's really on brand. That's really funny. Like I didn't, I did not think at all of this. So I thought for a while, like how absurd it was that I was like making this deep run in a horrible setting. But I, I didn't like comprehend like how silly or on brand or whatever it is, you know? Yeah, I feel like if you put more thought into it, it would have been like a dollar store parking lot. Like you fucked up a little bit. For sure, yo, there's a massage envy right next door. Like I wouldn't. <laughs> like it, it was a it was a strip mall, and I could have pulled up in front of anything if I knew Whole yeah. Foods would be the meme. Yeah, Whole Foods is a little bit like uh, fancy. Fancy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't. It's not. It's not befitting of like a degenerate who's peeing in bottles and stuff and, yeah, and eating exactly. disgusting Burger King. What did you I, do once you won? Like, what was your morning like? I was dying to know what. Like, what do you do from like six a.m. till whenever you were able to fall asleep? Yeah, I, uh, I I filmed a little bit of this for the vlog, but I I basically just like sat there for like a while on the phone and called some people who were calling me, and then drove home to Manhattan. Couldn't find parking because COVID, no one's pulling out of their spots. Was mm-hmm. like, why am I not going to a garage? Literally for like half an hour. Went on Instagram Live, just like talked to people. Came home, was hoping my girlfriend wasn't awake yet. It was like 9 a.m. by this point or something. Tried to tell her like, oh, I stone bubbled. I didn't cash for anything. She didn't <laughs> believe me because she had woke up and she's like, I was so confused. I saw your tweet that you were like 24 left calling it maybe a sweat, but I thought that counts as a sweat. I don't know. And uh and then we had plans to go back out to Jersey because I had this rental car for to go to some lake or something and, 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 and go to Marshall's. That was our plan that day. I was gonna take off that day and go to the Ramapo and Marshall's. And I was like, Oh, just go now, we gotta go before I crash. Let's go. <laughs> and then, so we went to Marshall's and then uh sure enough there I was like, Yo, I'm fading and I went to sleep at like five o'clock for two hours and then went back to an Airbnb max late reg. I couldn't deposit, I almost couldn't play the next day because I had no more deposit left mm-hmm. on any of my payment methods and they hadn't put in the 159k in my account yet and so i had to make a pay plus account whatever the hell that is i'm probably paying 75 cents a month for the rest of my life uh just to get 1500 on there to play the next night's event and luckily i cashed the two nights after dude i've been there before i've been there where i'm like shit i've cashed for enough where it's taxable and you gotta wait for money to be put in and then i'm just like at 7-eleven with like a 500 pay near me <laughs> feeling like such a fucking beach and i'm like damn it and i'm like oh god the tournament tonight is 700 i'm gonna have to run this up i'm playing like 50 so oh good i'm glad you can i'm glad that someone like, like i have been there i have been there yeah that's great though and then uh i guess one last question you made a run in the uh the 3200 high roller as well is this like, is that something you would have even played or is that just, uh, you are on a heater and you're going to ride this? Well, I, I was not going to play it and I sold maybe, uh, 50% of myself or something, which is still t- irresponsible for, you know, like to, for me to be 
blasting 1500s or 1600s. But no, I was going to take those, I was going to take both of those days off originally, not play the 1500 or the 3200, both of which I made deep runs. So yeah, no, I'm going to try to play every event now because it's, the yeah, if, right now fifth place in the leaderboard is 5k. Mm-hmm. So even if I'm like a little bit, I don't know. I would. I don't even think I'm drawing dead in the remaining events. I don't think any of them are as big as the 3200. No, you're not trying smaller. to. There are 500s and there's like a 777 seven, seven in two days. Like they're all reasonable and they're going to draw um, a pretty big field of like they'll be rough. I didn't, it hasn't been as easy as I thought it was going to be. I feel like as I'm getting deeper in tournaments, I'm like, oh shit, I know a lot of these screen names. There's not as many like randoms popping up, but there still are some. I, I think it totally makes sense, obviously, because of the leaderboard and like potential money there. But also you talk a lot of shit on your poker game for someone who's winning a lot. Like just, I don't know. You don't have to classify yourself as a pro to be like massively plus EV in these bracelet events. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. I guess. I, 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 the thing is, it's like a game of golf where I am so capable of degening it off where you can just have like birdie par, birdie par. And then you just think you, this is a good bluff spot. And then you just totally like ask people later and they're like, that was a punt. So that feels worse or uh, like it feels like you're more capable of hitting one of your own landmines than you are perhaps or or it's like a series of not fucking up even though there's some good stuff in there. So I guess, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely of the two types of people who are like overconfident poker players who think they know everything and like not. I'm definitely more overly to the not side of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think it's just because I see so many people like I guess overly confident in, w- in what they're doing perhaps That's or great. I know I could blow your money it. Then. I think you a lot think, of people. You would think win. I'd save my money, but I don't. <laughs> you blew it all at Marshalls. You went for a hundred k. You bought the whole store. <laughs> I know. It's like hey. this is where we're going. Fifteen, hundred fifty can go a long way in Marshalls for sure. Yeah, you could buy like a franchise. <laughs> and hey, you're gonna save like you know sixty percent on your rent when you move to New Jersey too. So that's you- true. I've lived in Hoboken and in Jersey City, and it's fun. I, I think yeah. it's actually like so underrated like i lived in the city also and the busyness of it and the finding parking was like constant everyday just struggles moving over to the other side uh, i still went to the city a lot and played a lot of underground games and stuff like that and loved it but i think jersey city is actually a sweet place and it was like 30 percent of the rent of new york yeah it's crazy i think it's going to be a house though because i need a room to stream because it's insane mm-hmm. like anybody who ever watches my stream knows my girlfriend will be asleep i have like a pre-recorded message where it's like you're watching ryan DePaul, degenerate gambler he's not full cuck but half his girlfriend is sleeping who he loves she's in her bubble like it's like it's it's new york city is not oh well but and like i said it's only now that i don't need to commute to any job so or mm-hmm. i do it's in jersey if ever like this shit right. or the wsop yeah, I I have a few friends, good friends still in New York, and they said that there's like a max mass amount of people just leaving right now, and it's really just totally emptying. And hopefully, people are going to be starting to work remote more and more. So yeah, that'd be sweet. Hopefully, the prices do go down for rent and stuff. Everyone's um before we wrap up, let's give give us like one fortune cookie worth of advice for the people who are playing out the rest of the WSOP series. Uh, I'm see, I know enough people in the poker world now that I want to choose whether or not I'm going to give real advice or angle everybody into bad advice. Mm-hmm. Make it, make it ambiguous. Fuck. Okay. <laughs> make yourself uncomfortable. I don't know what that means. That's just so vague and ambiguous. <laughs> like Jesus Christ. Make well, yourself uncomfortable. cookies are like that too. People will take it, they'll <laughs> open the cookie and be like, oh my God, this just speaks to my soul. Right. It's like, what? <laughs> yeah. What are you talking about? 
<laughs> yeah, fortunately, yeah. He, if if you want it, try. That's that's. <laughs> you want it, try. And what did you say? What was the other one? Make yourself uncomfortable. Yeah, okay. thank you. I don't even remember my own godly words of wisdom. I just. I agree them. with that. I agree with that. I think that's cool. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> well, thank you so much. And yeah, climb that leaderboard. I hope you win. You'd be Thanks. a great, great new like breath of fresh air in the poker world. And it's awesome to have someone making content out of their runs as well, because I can live vicariously through you while I uh, lose every dollar I own. Well, thanks. Thank you for having me on, guys. It's fun. Thanks, Ryan. Thanks. Peace, guys. Right. Bye, guys.